Yo, welcome back to another episode of Unfiltered University. It's your host, Big Group, and I'm here with my guys. It's Jay Morris. And this is Professor Travis, everything in the building. How you doing? Doing good, doing good. How about you, Drew? I'm doing all right, man. Can't complain today, at least. <laughs> I feel it. We got a, a somewhat of a special guest, but not really. We got the cameraman on the mic. We uh had to have a, a quick, because uh, we were supposed to have a guest, but he... Got some personal stuff going on, so we're going to catch up with him very soon. But yeah, we got the blood, the brother, all of that. Fam, MJ in the building. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your boy, MJ Mack. MJ Mack. MJ Mack. So how how y'all been doing this past week and a half? I know we've been having some stuff going on, trying to get back on the same page and everything. It's been cool. I'm trying to think what happened since the last time I talked to y'all. Uh, I don't know. Can't you play, man? Issues at work, man. That's about it. You know what I'm saying? All I say is, man, people be, people be snitching. People be snitching. Like, I feel like, man, if I go to work, as long as I'm doing my job and the job get done, I don't care what y'all doing. Y'all, I don't care what you're doing. As long as you're doing the work, I don't care. You know, I don't care. You know, I, I guess it should. I should have said that being a supervisor and all, but hey, man, you're definitely not I don't good care look. what you're doing. It'd be like that, though. It'd be like that. Because, yeah. like, um, one of the days I had, like, some, some stomach issues, right? So, mm-hmm. just going to the bathroom. And he's like, oh, he going to the bathroom too much. I hated that shit. Like, man. Yeah, man, I got the I got the rugs right now, man. I'm gonna go ahead and say, but come on, don't don't be telling like, hey, yeah, he ain't doing like, look, man. I know I do my job, hit my goals, everyone, make sure everybody else hit their goals. I don't care, you know. People be coming to me like, such and such go to the bathroom too much. I was like, yeah, that is like third time, but I don't care. I don't care. Let's say that. Look, man, I just might. It's whatever, man. I don't care. I know they can see it in my tone and my face. I don't care. You can tell somebody don't care about Say something. Say it, dog. Tell them it's not nothing about Okay. Say that. Okay. Eh? <laughs> I mean, he got a point, but it's just, like, I, I get it. It's, a, it's how, you, how can you say it in a polite way? Real talk, say it. It's not I mean, you, you can't nothing but see like that's the thing. Though, as a supervisor, you can't necessarily say you don't care. What you can tell them though is, you don't know what that person got going on personally. Just mind your business. There like you it, go. as long as that's, as, that's, as, as, as long too. as long as it ain't infringing on your job. Say it. Like, and that's it. Shouldn't bother you. Now I get it. If you got to constantly cover that motherfucker or whatever because they got some stuff going on. Then yeah, you might you might need to know. It might be in your best interest to know, but if it don't, and you just being nosy as hell, and worried about somebody else's business and and stuff that they got going on. I could see it if we was if I was at a job where I was like, um, I I can't finish my job till you finish your job, type of thing, you know. But it ain't that situation. It's like look. We all do our thing. Mm-hmm. It's go get done, no matter who do it. Really, just do it. Like you know, if I if I if I see if I see a worker and they just um, 
Hey, they done took a couple people. Hey, maybe they about to go. They might be on there. They might be on their phone. They might reading a reading a book or something. I ain't gonna be like, hey, 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 you gotta take that person. I'm gonna go grab that person who need help in my in my job. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go do whatever needs to be done at my job. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I ain't go. Damn, this motherfucker still reading this book. Hey, <laughs> like, not to cut you off. Is that an iPhone charge over there? Um, I think it's Android. Ah, damn. Yeah, Android, man. I need to charge it. Yeah, go ahead. Back to what you were saying. That's all I had, man. That's just my little rant, man. I believe that, you know, if you're going to snitch, make it be about this person over here stealing money or something like that. So yeah. Do it on some real stuff. You know what I'm saying? Don't be on some, oh, man, he was, he was three minutes late today. I mean, I'm bad. I only, like, and I guess I shouldn't say that. But unless it's my company, I don't care about you stealing money. Like I don't care about you stealing. Like like if we both are employed by the same company, I don't care about you stealing garbage bags. I don't care about you. I don't care about you stealing supplies. I honestly, it's not. If I ain't got to cover your job, I don't care about you being late. I don't care about you leaving early. It's just if if your if your job affects me in any type of way, which because I've worked in production, assembly line, all that shit too in the past, and. I'm used to having to cover somebody or have somebody cover me. If if I got to go to the bathroom or if I got to leave early, I get that. Then that's when people do get uptight because a lot of those times, those situations go by seniority as yeah. far as like whoever get to leave first. And then depending on who got to cover the person that's leaving, like it's been plenty of times where I get into it with my coworkers like, like damn, I don't want to go over there, but again... Like I'm the lowest person on the totem pole or whatever. Or I'm the only person that know mm-hmm. that job or do that job. Like I, I've had those arguments with my guys and shit like that. Um, and again, rest in peace to Rich because that was the job that, that we was all at. Me, him, Larry, all my other Larry niggas and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But like, like that's a that's a double edged sword. Like if you gonna be involved in another person's business. If their business involves you in any shape, form, or fashion, but there are those jobs where you just being nosy now. Yeah. That ain't like that ain't got nothing to do with you. And I will say it. I'm saying it because like, all right. So basically, it's sales. What I'm doing is I say it's like the more money I bring into the company, the more sales I get, the better it is for everybody. And I got so many goals that I gotta hit. Everybody got their own goal, but mine is a certain amount. It might be different from the next person. But it's a numbers game at the same time. So if I'm as many people coming in, calling in, if I'm taking the people, that's increasing my chance to hit my goal. Right. So I don't care. Like if you, hey, they just ain't gonna hit their goal when that review come up, or when that assessment come up, or whenever, and they see, hey, this person ain't doing their job, then they out of here. So that's how I'd be trying to tell people to look at it. Like I don't care if we short. I don't care if we overstaff. It don't matter to me as long as I hit my goal and my whole office hit our goal, you know, as a whole. So that's how I look at it. And I'll be trying to get people to see that in our situation because with us being there, it's kind of the sales part of it is, in my opinion, is BS because, like I said, it's a numbers game. The more people, if, if I just happen to get five people for the day, but you only get one. I got a better chance at getting the more sales than you do because you mm-hmm. only met with one person, right? Yeah. And it ain't. It's not always going to be your fault that you met with that one person. It's just 
how it goes. We can't control that. We can't control how many people come see us or call us every day. We can call and try to get those things, but how many people like to get calls? Like, I, if I get a call from somebody, I'm not picking up the phone. That's just me. Like, if I don't come to you for what I need, then what you calling me for? Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about it. About so, sales calls. Yeah, sales calls. Like, <clears throat> don't be calling my house. If you leave a message, I'm not going to call you back unless as I need it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so, and see, I hated that. Like, like that's the thing I hated about... I didn't experience that so much working at Jimmy Jazz when I was working part-time there. But when I got the um, the part-time job in a, in a jewelry store at Pierce Pagoda, like, we had a quota to meet. We had a, we had daily goals that we set. Like, I had to get X amount of number of piercings. Like, like I had to pierce at least... At least one person ear a day, well ears a day, and then I had to get at least, at least one credit app. Mm-hmm. But realistically, I had to get like two to four credit applications, um, maybe even a, um, a, the fucking non-credit non-credit option, the 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 the, the lease, the the progressive leasing, um, at least one of them, and then probably anywhere from three hundred. To thirteen hundred dollars in sales and jewelry, mm-hmm. depending on depending on how many of us was at work, depending on um, the day of the week, because your goals are higher on the weekend because people shop more on the weekend than they do during the week, depending on the time of day, shit like that. Like it was always like some bullshit. And the thing about it is, like you said, like even though I'm I was in sales, I don't care that much. I'm here to get a check. Like mm-hmm. I'm. I'm truly not interested in selling your product, and I know that sounds bad yeah. from a, from an employee standpoint because you would think that you want to give your all to the company. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm a person that I always believe a company is trying to get the most out of you for the least amount of money. Yeah, just like we're trying to get the most out of the company for the least amount of work. It's rarely a situation to where, excuse me, um, both parties are lockstep and key mm-hmm. unless it's an actual ownership type situation to where it's like okay like the more you give in or the more you put into the company the more you're gonna get out yeah. and truthfully that requires a whole lot more work this this outside of just clocking the nine to five or two to two to ten or two to eleven or mm-hmm. three three a.m to noon or some shit like like whatever mm-hmm. your working intervals are like even when you're in situations to where you like you getting a lot on the front end and the back end, mm-hmm. you probably putting a lot in on the front end on the back end. Yeah. So yeah, like the ends justify the means. If it's not a situation like that, somebody's normally getting fucked, yeah. and it's normally the corporation fucking the little guy mm-hmm. or whatever. So I do have a a special place in my heart for bucking the system. Like I don't believe in just oh, look. Yeah, you talking to me about evals and 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 monthly quotas and all of this. Guess guess what. Am I getting paid at the end of the day? Because if you're telling me my, my sole pay is based on commission, mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to do my best to sell this jewelry. Yeah. But if I'm getting paid regardless, I don't really give a fuck. Yeah. And then that's the thing, too. You get, you'll get you get paid regardless, but then, you know, it's saying send it up for, you know, making your goals or helping mm-hmm. branch meet the goals. And uh, I just, I don't know, man. I, I like what I do. But at the same time, I feel like it'll be that serious to me, man. Like at the end of the day, like it's go. I can't control it. You know, I can only control what I can control. 
So I don't worry about it as much as other people do. And it should be bothering me. Like, I wouldn't. Like, we was just having a conversation with um, a customer, actually. And it was just like, talk about how. Say, the same situation, like, you know, people at the job say stuff. And they're like, you know, I've been looking for another job. And they got mad that I'm looking for another job. I mean, like, you can't get mad at somebody for looking for another job. They trying to better their own life. Like, you can't get mad at nobody for doing that, man. That's and it's, that's subjective. Look, man, if I'm working and I'm making, say I'm making $20 an hour, but I'm like, hey, man, this ain't cutting it, man. I got to find something that's paying me more. I wouldn't get mad at a person if they came to me like that. Like, who doesn't want to move up in life? Why would you be mad at somebody who wants to move up in life? Okay, so... I'm going to tell you a story that, that literally me and one of my coworkers have yesterday. Um, same exact situation. Um, my guy, Stretch, who I work with, his he, he was telling me that his wife was working for this medical clinic for however many odd years. Basically, she got hired through the former owner of the clinic or, or medical corporation, but basically just being a friend of the family. He's no longer with the company or passed on, whatever, whatever reason, he's not there no more. So... They under basically new leadership and everything like that. So her hours, I don't think her hours got cut, but like her $500 bonus or whatever that she was getting, that's no longer like in her contract and some other things that she's used to getting over the years. Like it's a whole new regime and shit. Mm -hmm. So basically she, he was telling me that she was telling him at their home, at their um, home that basically the she only making twenty dollars an hour, like that really ain't no money, um, and they got like a huge house, um, somewhere that I'm not going to disclose, and they got dogs, and they trying to have a kid, and just a, it's a lot of stuff going on, and we we do all right at our company, we, we make a nice little chunk of change or whatever, but it's like okay, when you got all that going on, like in today's society, you knew you need a dual income mm-hmm. household and shit, so he was she was like. I'm thinking I'm going to have to... She told him that I think I'm going to have to find another job or whatever. He told her, and I quote, this is what you do. Go to the new supervisor or boss and just ask for a letter of recommendation. And then see what happens after that. I When he said it, I knew exactly what, where like the, the message he was trying to convey to her. She didn't see it at the time. Like The thing is, if you let a, a corporation know that, hey... There's a possibility that I'm gonna to need to leave. Mm-hmm. They're gonna do if, if you if you are a valued employee, they're gonna do everything in their power to keep you because, like the the requirement it'll take to fill somebody to to find somebody to fill your shoes and do your job as efficiently as you do, like as expedient as you do it. Like, mm-hmm. you're not trying to hire nobody new and take them through all the processes. and Like, no, fuck that. So what happened was she did it the next day. And he said, what would it take for you, for us to keep you? She was so blew away. She thinking that, like, again, she made $20 out. He was like, she told him that, she said, at least, at least an additional $8 out. Mm-hmm. She, he was like. Give me a couple of weeks. I'm gonna talk to payroll. Mm-hmm. Now you thinking you're not finna. She, he, they're not finna just take you from twenty to twenty eight. They're yeah. probably gonna give you at least at least ten dollars more out. So now you went from twenty to making thirty. But on the flip side of that, I understand that from a company perspective. Like 
if I find out that you work for me, and you searching up other jobs on the on the on company time or even on your off time, I'm gonna have a problem because that means that, like you're trying to leave. So that's putting more onus on me to find somebody to fill your shoes. Like which means like okay, like that's more time I gotta spend. That's that's more time away from um like doing other shit because now I gotta hire somebody else and. Like who's to say you gonna leave right away? Like that's more money I gotta pay out. It's more money in in hourly or or, or salary wages, and that's more money in insurance depending on if they part time or um or shit insurance period. Because as long as you're on my premises, I still gotta insure you. But it's like if you full time, I gotta not only insure you for being on on a company property, but if you want shit to buy into like for for life insurance and medical policies and all that, other, like that's a lot of money coming out from a from a, a management perspective. Yeah, and I understand that. But ain't no different. I I look at it like ain't nothing guaranteed. They can die as soon as they leave out this office today. Get hit by a car on the way to the parking lot. It's no different to me than them quitting the next day. MJ, how you feel about it? it. MJ, how you feel about it? You gotta look at it. I mean, I see both sides. But I definitely get what Marcus was coming from. Like, you got to, you know, it's going to take more time trying to train somebody, trying to get them to know your role. And you already know the role. So, it's like, I might as well give up that extra few extra dollars. Try to keep that person who's an asset, you know, to the to the company. Shit, not even, not even just that. You got to actually, you got to pay for background checks. Depending on if you're a company that requires drug screening, you got to pay for that. Like, then let's say, boom, you... You do all of that, like you pay for testing and uh, depending on the type of company all that shit. And let's say the person don't pan out, you got to go all the way back to the drawing board again. And you got to keep. It's just like it's like buying a home or whatever. And you drawing straws with that. You paying for the inspector to check out this home or oh, whatever. Well, blah 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 blah. Uh, and then depending on the type of loan you got, they require blah blah. It's like it, you constantly going back to the drawing board when, like like MJ said, in all actuality, the best thing to do. Is look out for the person that you already got. Like that's why I've never understood the whole dynamic. Well, I do from a business perspective. I'm going to require. I'm gonna get the most work out of you for the least amount of money. Yeah. But the way I look at life is, you gonna get the most out of your employee by treating the employee the best way you can. Right. So yeah. give them them bonuses. Give them proper. You treat me right. I'm gonna give you 110 percent every but. time. Like because I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna enjoy going to work because it's not work. Like I feel valued here. But so, I, I'm going to turn around and get the same shit back. But, and then you got to think, too, though, how many companies do that? No, not a lot. Like, yeah, like, a lot of companies just go do that. So, that's why when I feel like a, you know the company ain't doing that, ain't no reason why you as a manager or a supervisor or whoever should be mad. I don't get mad. I mean... They don't care about you here, man. Look, they go. Look, they go cut you. They go take you from salary to hourly. They go fucking close down this branch and ship y'all around when y'all ain't making enough money over there. So don't be too tied to these companies, man. <clears throat> like that old that old shit from working for a company for forty years. That shit's dead. That like, shit is hella dead. Like fuck that, man. Go get to where you need to get the money at. Go go what makes you happy, what makes you feel good, and live your life, man. Ain't no way I'm not. These people don't take PTO, don't use their vacation. They just dedicate their life to the job. And I'm like, man, I, 
y'all need to get get it together. Like, take a break, man. I mean, hey, it's guys. okay. Take a break. Like, the job will be here tomorrow. Listen. And it's going to be work for you tomorrow, man. But see, like, that's the thing, though. And I feel... Because I agree. I agree with you 1,000%. But, like, it's that whole... Growing up in different areas shit. Like, when, when your only source of income is coming from a place where you're dedicating 8 to 10 to 12 to 16 hours a day, you're going to be more inclined to be obedient and submissive to whatever the, the, the work schedule and and the expectations are at work. Now, the funny thing in that is a lot of those jobs, I ain't even going to say jobs, but I feel like the most overrated and, and overhyped position in any job is the manager position. And that's no slight at you because aren't you a manager, right? No, I'm just super I ain't no manager. I can't, that, do, I can't But do see, manager. that too. Any 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 position that requires you to have a level of leadership, but you don't have a level of ownership in the company, like, it's a, it's a setup because you answer to somebody, but you also don't have the same backing and security as the rest of the employees. Like, like everybody talk that, not everybody, but it's a lot of people that talk down on unions. And by, I've been in hell of unions since we worked at Goodwill yeah. all them years ago and shit. Like, every job I've had since then, I was a union member. And it's like, it's it's two sides of being in the union. Number one, you got to realize that being in the union, the union is always going to be in the company's pocket to a degree because they want to look out for for employment at the end of the day for their union members. So it's like, like they going to bullshit and capitulate and do all that other bullshit. On the flip side of that is, you get to talk your shit a little bit when you know you're a union member because they can't just fire you unless yeah. you on the job killing somebody or like it's been hella times motherfuckers that had substance abuse problems or alcohol abuse problems but they can't just fire you they gotta give you the, the 12 step program and give you time to get your life together and shit like that like it's it's weird though because I get I get supervisors and team leads and, and management position yeah I, my job is to ensure the company that you're doing your job I, to a degree you're an overseer you got to make sure that they getting the job done but that's a bullshit thing too because you you enforce some policies that you know are weak ass policies mm-hmm. on these other employees and y'all basically on the same level you might get an extra two three dollars to ten dollars in your paycheck but mm-hmm. you ain't got no no foot in the like in the in the fight or no or like like real owners in the company and, and people that like own stock and shit like it's just a it's a it's a it's a nasty tricky game and it's like I've had like I said me and Larry tell you me and him done fought like cats and dogs outside of work at work like in the group chat about shit and it's funny cause I, I apologize to him too we was um we were at we was at Sheffield's like two weeks ago like the the, the days leading up to Rich's funeral Cause I, cause I was younger then. Like I'm 30 now. I'll be 31 in July. And when we was having a lot of them fights, I realized that he had a job to do. And yeah, I may have been right from a standpoint of, I'm, I'm giving you the real consensus and feelings of the people who have to do the job. Mm-hmm. And we looking at like, okay, y'all giving us bullshit 
circumstances to work under or y'all treating us like shit. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he got a job to do by just yeah. disseminating the message. And I'm not making his job no easier, fighting him at every impasse. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it legit took, like, it took me going through some shit at home to realize, okay, everything not worth a fight. Like, sometimes, sometimes you really just got to take some shit on the chin and you don't really want to. But the person that you fighting with, that's not the person that you really got the beef with. Yeah. They're just a buffer. Yeah, and I, I, I get that too because um, it's been times where, um, you know, policy changed the game or, you know, they up the um, goal that you got to do or whatever. And I just be like, hey, man, it is what it is. You know, I, I don't get mad at it. I don't dwell on it. I'm like, hey, you just got to, this, this is the job I signed up for. I just got to do it, you know what I'm saying? But, you know even if it is some, I feel like it's some bullshit. I can't get mad at, you know, my manager or even, even the district manager. I can't even get mad at them for coming with it because they ain't even the ones giving it shit. They, they got a boss they got to answer to, too. You know what I'm saying? So I understand that part of it, you know. But um, just to go back to some funny stuff, he's talking about people being drunk. Y'all have to go, y'all, you ever had somebody drunk at the job? They had to go through, like, substance abuse? One. It, and he, my uh, my nigga Mike, um, like you don't know. <laughs> he took his name. Yeah, like, like he, he an older cat. He either from the city or GI. I think he from GI. Like like older cat. He gotta be. He gotta be well. Cause I'm. Yeah, he gotta be well. Like early early to mid fifties now. Like, but I'm talking about he used to stay drunk at the job. I'm talking about he can't. And they brought him back like two or three times. Dropping hella shit in Like, and like and he he legit just I'm talking about he was a big guy too. He had to be like six two, six three, a better like three forty, damn near four hundred pounds. So like so it's like like you know, alcohol come through your pores. Yeah. So when it's hot and summertime and shit, like he's sweating wearing the, the cutoff shirts there, sweating and shit, and you can and you can smell you can smell liquor. Like like when you sitting in that heat and you baking and sweating and shit like that and moving around like that shit like whatever you drinking like cause my cousin uh, from K man he used to drink old English like a motherfucker uh, and he like when he gets when you can smell that shit yeah. coming out of his pores mm-hmm. like he just like that mm-hmm. so it's like like they they got rid of him like two three times brought him see, back each time see you saying they brought him back so like this not at this job in my old job right. Uh, we had acquired another um, bank or whatever, and um, you know some of their workers came and that now they are employees. So, but he got dropped down a couple notches to where he wasn't uh, a, a big dog at the company. He he like lowered me down there, and um, you know I'm training him, trying to get him to learn the systems and everything. You know he cool, he cool, he. I ain't, yeah, I, ain't, I ain't did this this in years. Mm-hmm. Talking, I'm like, yeah, I man, this the job, bad though, man. I mean, you go on lunch, come back, bloody red, <laughs> <laughs> red hands shaking and everything, man. I'm like, look, you know, somebody walk past and say, I think he's drunk. I'm trying to let him get through the day. It's stressful. I know. He ain't finna make it through the hour. <laughs> he ain't making it through the hour. He's stumbling. What was that thing that one of the workers? Or? Yeah, yeah. One of my work, one of my workers was like, uh, "I think he might be a little drunk," and I'm like, "I know it. I can see it. He's red. He is white. He is red, man. Red. Just like lunch was only thirty minutes, man." <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that motherfucker. 
fucked up. <laughs> so I had to like, you know, call into the office time. Like, look, man, you gotta, you gotta go take a test, man. I'm just saying, you know, just cause I you is. I don't want. I didn't want him to leave, cause I ain't now you drunk driving. But he never came back, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, y'all don't do that. Like, like when y'all require somebody to take a drug test, y'all don't like call the comp like the drug test company up to the job. Nah, they gotta go there though, which is crazy, right? They gotta go to the place under the influence. Under the influence. So y'all ain't got no like y'all ain't got no clause in y'all contract because y'all like are potentially putting a uh, somebody under the influence behind the wheel. Man, I can't make no accusations. I could just assume. Well, that's a that's a loss. I guess y'all, you might want to go to your company uh, and let them know. I work for that. I don't work for that big no more. But shit, he was he was fucked up. Man, I remember that. Uh, one of my niggas, he forklift driver. He he knocked some shit over. They man, they had that motherfucker sit right there in the fucking production office until they came. Like he couldn't go to because it's like like we don't want you doing nothing to where you could alter this test. Nothing like that. Like, and he was clean. Like, like, which shocked me because I know that motherfucker be on the edibles. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was he tested negative. Like, and I, I knew he wanted high that day. It's just mm-hmm. the fact that it's like Lear's policy was: you sit right here. We calling out such and such from Ingles or whatever, whoever our health affiliates are, and we're gonna give you this piss test right here and now, and or or here, whatever, however they do the test. And if you fail, it's over with. Because it's like it's like a zero tolerance for forklift drivers. Like I wasn't yeah. driving a forklift. I drive a forklift now for the, at the new job. But like hey man, fuck that. Hell no. Mm-mm. But dude never came back though, man. And he wasn't gonna be one of my workers, so I never really inquired about him. Like you know, did he call in? And show, did he just never showed up back to work again? So, mm-hmm. But um. I ended up speaking to like one of the other people who used to work with. That's like, yeah, you know, before you guys acquired us, they found him like passed out in his car one time in front of the building. Yeah, I'm like, look, that was I should have fired him a long time ago. Then <laughs> these niggas got a alcohol problem. You can't be passed out in front of the building where you work with your suit on and shit. But, Man, I hate that. I used to, I used to go to work faded and work twelve hours. Man, like, who you telling, man? Back this was college days though, dining court days. Sometimes even then we talk about goodwill, goodwill. I came to fade one time, fell asleep on the man, truck. Man, I did. We used to drink at Lear, on the line. Like, <laughs> hey, I is Lear and Ford. I don't know who be drinking the most online, yeah, <laughs> but we, I didn't see. We in competition because I'm talking about we. We used to go to Adrian's and literally, like, and this one, let me, let me stop because I'm going to throw somebody under the bus. Well, they had to do man, so it don't even matter. Like, Adrian's used to let you get to-go cups of your alcohol. Oh. I used to stay with a Long Island lead. I'm talking about, like, and they were asking, like, you want to put it in to-go? The day she told me, do I want to put it in to-go cup, ask me. It was, nigga, Yes. Yes, I do. I'm talking about I'll I be walking through Lear's doors with the goddamn white styrofoam with the straw. You thinking it's just a, some shit from Sharks or some shit like that little fountain drink. I mean, that motherfucker faded. Man, I done seen people at Lear and Ford taking shots of Patron, drinking Hennessy. I don't know. On IG or something? On IG and Snapchat, man. I mean, 
Man, no wonder the fours be fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't drive one. But yeah, like I gotta ask you though, because like you, you're not that type. Like, like you're not the type to like give out orders and be like, yeah, that's like yeah, I ain't calling you soft in the homeless like that, but it's like you aren't the the demanding. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. Like that's why I said before, man. I don't, hey, as long as y'all do y'all job, that's all that really matter to me, man. Like, <clears throat> like I said, like with, especially being in the sales, like. You can't always control it. You can talk to people, talk to people, talk to people, talk to people. But if these five people go say yes to everything, these five people say no, you just happen to get the five motherfuckers to say no. I mean, they ain't no, they ain't really on you, man. Because one thing I learned is it's like, whatever you say, just ask for the business. If they say yes, they say yes. If they say no, hey, you tried your best. Right. That's like, I learned that. That's one thing they told me in college, like, I remember we had to do like a um, a project where basically I had to sell something to like um, they had like a whole bunch of different business come so you never knew who you was gonna get but you just had to sell them and the one guy I talked to I said that way when he came in I was like would you like to buy it he's like yeah I'll buy it and then he's like yeah I say that cause and then he gave me the whole spirit like cause you can't control it you never know like. You can give your whole spiel, no matter how good it is, people just go say no. Like, okay. Some people just don't need it. Like, right. You know what I'm oh. saying? Okay, so you, you kind of alley me to a similar situation I had, again, when I was working at Principal Garden. So one of, the, one of our key um, things working at was you, you got to pitch a credit. With mm-hmm. every with every sale, like, and I'm talking about it was so down to the whatchamacallit, like down to the T. There's like they had something basically already drew up for you to basically memorize and basically put your own little spin on it. Mm-hmm. But they want you to sell a credit to every every individual. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm more of a people person. Like I'm great at reading people, mm-hmm. so I can understand like and I, like because I grew up poor and in a single parent home and all that mm-hmm. other shit. I know what it looks like when somebody's in the in in the gallery or the mall or the store and they came in there with a specific set of finances to mm-hmm. buy a specific thing and they trying to but like so it's like okay they're already in the store so mm-hmm. technically you've already won mm-hmm. and they already got something in mind or in hand or got you holding it at the register to buy blah 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 mm-hmm. so it's like instead of you trying to oversell this person and make them uncomfortable just let that one sale be it because mm-hmm. it's the one thing that they teach you is it's it is really not about the the one time sale. It's about building that clientele for them to become a, a lifelong yeah. like customer and shit. So like I said, going back to the whole sales credit shit. I my district manager was there one day. It was so I'm in there with th- with her and the store manager, both middle aged white women. Closer on the other side of middle age. Like, you're talking about, like, 55 to, to 61, some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, she, the the district manager, the DM, gave, giving me my eval, blah, 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 blah. And we got a couple, like, it's all black women in the store right now. Like, it was, like, the whole situation was so distasteful because you giving me, no, it, and it wasn't my store manager. It was my cousin, the assistant manager, mm-hmm. and the DM in the store that day. So, 
she's giving me my eval, but it was just me, her, and my cousin in the store at the time. But by the time she's giving my cousin, the assistant manager, her eval uh, criteria, blah, 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 we got customers in the store now. And it's mm-hmm. like all like younger black women ages of, let's say, 25 to 40, something like mm-hmm. that. So it's like, you know they got a lot of attitude and a like I ain't mm-hmm. say attitude as in negative, but like like they got a lot of personality yeah, and shit like that. Yeah. And Carrie, who is like, again a middle aged white woman, not being cognizant of the environment, like first of all, that's not even something that you're doing the sales for. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to do it in the back office because what you're telling her about her performance, I shouldn't be privy to, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Like like. We've all been evaluated at our jobs before. Mm-hmm. Like, especially I know you in teaching, you in finance, mm-hmm. you in your job. Like, we know what that's like mm-hmm. to for somebody to to be sitting there grading you on a checklist and then pull you to the side. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Like, whether it's good or bad, it ain't the rest of everybody else. And the damn sure ain't no customers' mm-hmm. business. So that rubbed me the wrong way off back. So then again, because I'm a people person. I feel when other people are uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there. When I sit there, I'm standing behind the register trying to help this customer ring and this one out, um, speaking this one. But you've been in the store. Mm-hmm. It's so small. Yeah. You can hear the whole everything. Mm-hmm. So she comes, again, going back to the credit shit. She comes, like, she comes up to the first customer and gives them the whole spiel, gets them to buy in. And they're like, no, no, no. Um, I don't want to apply for the credit, uh, the principal go to credit card today because blah, blah, blah. And then she goes, and the thing, because yeah, it is, it's a soft hit. So it's not even going to show up on your credit report. If we mm-hmm. run your credit to see if you get approved for it or not, it's, you good. Like it, but the thing is the average customer don't know that. So mm-hmm. if they operate from a place of comfortability, yeah, you can educate them and it ain't going to, but you got to know when to, to not push the envelope. Yeah. Like you don't want to basically scare off a, a potential lifelong customer or, or mm-hmm. current customer just because you trying to check every box mm-hmm. on the on the sales criteria shit. Like, sometimes let enough just be enough. Yeah. She ain't trying to hear that shit. Yeah. So she's doing the whole shit badgering. She ended up getting the, the sale, not the credit, but just she was able to, to get the, the earrings and necklace, whatever old, old girl bought. But then she turned around and did the exact same shit to the next customer that mm. was right behind them. Yeah. Now, again, everybody just heard what you just did there. And we all feel uncomfortable. And then she did it again. It's like, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, okay. Why don't you get that that's not going to work for everybody? Yeah. And, and that's um, I be we trying to tell people, too. Like, you got to look at the person's um, whole portfolio and their situation and then evaluate it. Like, if a person come in the bank and they got $200,000, more than likely, they don't need no fucking credit card or they don't want no fucking credit card. And then, even if they did, <clears throat> I can look at all their history and if they ain't using no fucking credit cards, why would they go start right now and they fucking 70 years old? Exactly. Like, it don't make no mm-hmm. sense to pitch that to them. Like, and that's why I, I think sometimes I like, like rub people wrong because I only pitch what I feel like person needs like exactly if you come to me and you done been overdrawn 30 times this year no I'm not gonna ask you about no credit no, I'm need, I'm oh, no loans no credit card no loans. loans the only loan we about to try to get you is overdraft which mm-hmm. is you pay less for overdrawing your account 
and that's smart to have on, you know, if you're an overdrafter. But what you need a loan for, man? You can't. Even, you ain't even got no money to keep right, it. Right, right. You, you have enough trying try to finance, manage your finances that you got, yeah. whatever the finances you got already. Yeah, like. and you might and say, you know, you might have some money somewhere else. You you might have some money somewhere else, but... It don't show that here. <laughs> that don't mean nothing to me right now, looking at this history of you. So, or even like, like it was tax season. It's taxes. I people paid off their house. They still got to pay their taxes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Twice a year. Some people just paid their house off. They ain't trying to take out another loan. Yeah, For whatever reason, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, it's like, it's better just to talk to people and then assess what it just first is like. We ain't really had no full conversation because this person ain't really talking to me. He's trying to hear about how the weather is outside when I'm talking to him or whatever. So what's the point in trying to sell them anything? That's how I look at it. And then, like I said, like I was saying before, if other people ain't on the line, I'm taking more people coming in and come sit at my desk. That's just more people for me to talk to. And I hit my goals that way. Like, I always hit my goals. I'm trying to help everybody else hit their goals. I branch hit our goals a lot. So that's all I care about. I don't know. Need higher goals, but higher goals. Oh man, you think they ain't trying to push that on you? Uh, oh, don't man. let you hit your goals a couple times in the morning. Couple months here, bye bye bye. You hit, oh for the quarter? Oh, that next quarter is going up. Yeah, fuck that shit. <laughs> but yeah, it's keep keeping keeping in the spirit of things along these lines. Um, I know we just well, I watched it earlier. I listened to it like that was probably my third time with y'all. Is uh, you know what's going on with with the JBP, the Joe Button podcast, and the the uproar of today and everything like that. Nah, nah I'll get my updates from you. <laughs> All right, so boom. Really, that's what I told you. Margie's gonna be my updates from now on. <laughs> Fuck Joe Budden Damn. and Parks. I yeah, said it. I ain't gonna lie. Fuck Parks. I ain't gonna lie. You know, Fuck Parks. Parks was his uh, the, the white boy, the engineer. The, the, the nigga you don't see on the camera. He just hear yeah. his voice. Basically, he the tried, owner of the studio. He tried to make his way to the couch. That's what it hey, is. That's what it is. <laughs> Hey, he keep getting closer and closer. First, he went in the camera at all. Now you I see, see his legs, his hands, and shit. <laughs> he gonna get to that couch, boy. I'm telling you. Yeah. But yeah, okay. So boom. Um, since and I guess you could say that shit been going on for like the past two months, three months, shit, year, or shit. According to Joe Button, since since the three first years. year of the pie, yeah, the past three years. years, no, five years, yes, because they six years in. Damn. So today is when Joe decided to let all this shit hit the fan. And <laughs> I believe this convers this conversation was so reminiscent of what we watched here. And y'all y'all two ain't even get to see because I think I cut it off because my phone just died. Well not yeah. died, it was just died. It died at the beginning of the pod. But um we got an hour and eight minutes in. Probably like around an hour and 25, 30 minutes in is when he started dropping bombs over Baghdad. No pun intended. <laughs> but, my, I guess my question to y'all is, um, because, yeah, as you know, what you don't know is he fired Rory and Ma today, officially, and he gave a lot of backstory behind it. Y'all two didn't get to the part about the whole backstory, but y'all basically know from y'all's standpoint of, like, 
just being fans of Joe Button or, or not fans or his music content or whatever. Who's who do you side with in in the shit and, and why? A man top five dead or alive, man, Joe Button. Mm. Top five podcasters. Oh, absolutely. I, I agree with you. No, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I'll give you that. Oh, yeah, no, I ain't gonna lie. No, he, he might be the content goat, like content god for real. Because uh, I like I, I put uh, the other boy Who? on top of him. Who, Charlotte? Nah, the other boy. Academics? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Academics. Nah, he just, he just a troll. Academics just I don't know he get he got weirder as he got more famous and more money like I I ain't appreciate that Vic Mensa disrespect and I like and yeah Vic Mensa is his own person but the shit he said about the city and yeah like that's funny to a degree but yeah, yeah. Vic Mensa is fake no nah, I mean I I, I, I believe a lot of people in the industry Vic Mensa ain't who he I agree. I originally agree. came out as if he would have stuck to who he originally came out as, making dope music and not trying to be yeah, I feel you. Whatever, you're trying, nah, dude. Give me that orange, that orange soda song you came out with. You know what I'm saying? Give me that one song in the club where everything is backwards. Mm. Y'all seen that video? That was one of the dopest songs ever. Yeah. Then he just flipped. Nah, Vic, you that same dude from the north side, man. A, a funny cat, a funny character. Don't you not a gangster, man? You, you ain't from the east side, man. I think um, going back though to Joe Button, like I, I like Joe Button, like uh, he an interesting uh, figure. But uh, at the same time, I was like, it's listen to it. It's hard to you know pinpoint. I get both both sides were saying honestly, but. I just cut side with Joe fully because you just don't air your people out like that. You know what I'm saying? Especially if y'all supposed to be friends, like how you were saying. So yeah. what happened? Like Okay, so boom. Um long story short, all the culmination of all of the behind the scenes disagreements, contract issues or personal biases, beefs, entitlements whatever you want to call it, between Joe, the creator, slash CEO, CFO, owner um, of the JBP, and and all this, everything that's incorporated with, aired its ugly head with Marlon Rory being the, for the most part, the employees, according to Joe. And like, like most people speculated, um, it was... It was their whole disagreement and Roy and Ma not being on a pod for a month or whatever basically had to do with like them having an issue with the contracts and not um, like basically getting they just do. They, How much was they making? And that's what everybody want to know. And the thing is, don't nobody know because Joe didn't say that, but according to Ian, who's Joe's uh, agent, or manager, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, or be specific, whichever it is. And and Corey, Joe's former manager or agent, whatever you want to call it. Rory and Maul were making the within the top one percent of all media a mics in the world, like as far as. In that field, so like you had them, they it was making a pretty penny. I guess their grievance or their issues were, I don't know exactly how much I should be making because I can't see the books. 
you're not going to show me the books. And that's what me and Ju was talking about before he got here because I'm thinking, like, ain't no company going to do that. But then he reminded me, okay, like, yeah, like, I own stock in the company. So, yeah, when you when your company is a, a public, like, trader on the open market and you can invest in it from either being an employee or just being somebody with the capital to invest in said company, mm-hmm. your books are open to the public. Like, you can't do that with a private company. Like, if I start Marcus's shit, fucking rent them spoons tonight and... <laughs> And get the LLC and all of the licensing and blah, 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 woo, woo, woo. And then I hire you as an employee. You ain't got the right to see shit. Because this shit ain't open for the public. Now, it's, it's different if I open it up for the public and you can buy in into the company, invest in it, make it grow. You got every right to, to, know, what, to know what's up. But I don't have to show you shit if my company's private. And that's, that's what he was standing on. Now, the issue for me with Joe comes in that you had that issue with Hove when you thought about taking the pie to title. You had that issue with Spotify when Spotify wouldn't let you know exactly what the numbers were and how much they were making off the pie. But yet you were trying to negotiate a a a a, a, a strong enough standing to figure out how you was going to pay, like not just yourself, but your employees and everybody associated with the pot and everything like that. It's like, you can't get mad on one hand that you have a, um, that you got, that you're not getting all the necessary information over here. But now that you're in a position of power, which he was in that same position before, it was just, you took your pot or they called you to bring your pot to their platform or whatever, but they didn't give you all the information that you wanted. You can't turn around and do that to somebody else. It was, again, the same shit I had with Mike Bivens with the whole new edition shit. Like, like you didn't like that you was being jerked around and fucked around because you didn't read your contract. But then you turned around and you did that to uh, another bad creation and goddamn um, Boys to Men and whoever else was under your label that you created at the time. It's like, I get it. The game is the game. But if you experienced bad business dealings in your infancy to whatever the... Uh, the and the workings are or whatever. Why would you turn around and do somebody else like that? Just because you can't. Yeah, I, I think that is a problem too. Like you can't be as loud as he is about it. Right. And then turn around and just be like, Whoop, I'm titled now. I'll fuck you over. I ain't showing you shit type of deal. Fuck y'all too. Just fuck me. Like it's your whole. This has been your whole thing for the past since whatever. Since, since Spotify. Since Def Jam. Like, I right, fuck y'all. Y'all ain't showing me yeah, this. Yeah. Like, y'all can't treat me like this. I'm the creative. And now you're doing the same thing to your own people. I mean, and, and that's another thing too, though. Because, like, I get it. Like, I, com- <laughs> I completely understand. Let's say me and you just started the pot. It was just, or just me. And then, a year later... In different episodes, I bring you on and I bring you on. Or vice versa, you start and then you bring me on and you on. I don't have a right, per se, to come to you and ask you, hey, blah, 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 blah. But if by me bringing you on or you bringing me on the pot and you on the pot, we take the pot from here to astronomical heights and shit. We need to have a conversation because the pile wouldn't be this without me. It wouldn't be this without you. So I get what's in black and white, but there is that area of shady gray. 
Like, all right. Uh, when the pod started, were the guys there? No. Yeah, I think what they said, Roy, they came in Roy, like 10, Roy, 10 no, episodes. Roy came in episode 9, Mark came in episode 77. Okay. And oh, they man. at 437 as of today. All right. Now, <clears throat> these other guys made the pod grow? Absolutely. Uh, you, you can't discredit it. I ain't saying you, but like, anybody that listens to the pod can't discredit it and say, no, they don't. Because I didn't start listening to it. I, I've only known them. I've only known them three. I've yeah. never known it to be. I, I was I wasn't around for Marissa. I might have started listening to like Pi like two, two eighty, two seventy, something like that. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't even tell you, but I know it was. I know they weren't even in that same room that they was in. Oh yeah, no, yeah, because Parks Park got a new crib. Yeah, like so, they, so yeah, so you you really recent then, like because that that's only been going on this year, like. No, I'm talking about even no that that backdrop. That oh backdrop yeah, 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 yeah. There. Like, yeah, I know uh, somebody. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't even there. The pictures wasn't there. They were in like a round table or okay, something. Yeah, when yeah, I first yeah. first um started watching it, and even then I would only watch it every now and then. It wasn't like Spotify days when I was watching like listen every every day type deal. So, but um, I know you mentioned like. I don't know if I can still watch like that's like he said earlier. I'm gonna get all my information from you because I hate when shows like that, like 106 Park, Everyday Struggle, like when them shows switch up the host. I really start watching it. Like I might check for it every now and then, but I really that don't. That was watch definitely it. a struggle for 106 Park. That like, took me a long time to get cool with with Roxy and Terrence. Never watch it after AJ and Free left me. No, I ain't watch it after Roxy and Terrence. Like because uh, I I warmed up to them after a while. Like it was yeah. t- Roxy was corny a lot at times. She she put it like this. Roxy was on one system park was the equivalent to Molly Karen for me on first take. Like <laughs> like you you try too hard like to like, to get these one line yeah. these one liners off and these jokes. Even what, even first take when Skip Bayless first left. I have been a Max Kellerman fan since since him and Marcellus Wiley on on the Marcellus Wiley on the Max and Marcellus show. Yeah, but that's the thing I couldn't watch first take without Skip Bayless because at first it wasn't for it was first like first and ten or something. That's what it used to be called. And or something it was like called that. Pizza. Then it was uh, I believe it was first and ten. I think after that is when it finally got first taken. I was yeah. like around twenty. 12 or 2011 or 2013 one of the three when he finally brought Stephen A yeah, on as a, as a full time uh, co-host and shit yeah and then like when it was that I stopped watching but I would watch Undisputed cause that was like it was like new to me yeah. but then I never really kept up with um, first take after that like that so um, I don't know man that when that dynamic change it changes things I was. Did they argue? Um, no, it was just it was just Joe. Like because the thing, like they had episode. Were before, they there? No, nah, episode before last, they finally came back after after their uh, six week hiatus, and it was basically from their perspective, Joe called Rory when he was in Laguardia Airport and said, "Hey, take a couple pods off." He he didn't understand why or text him, and then Joe called Maude to tell him he said blah blah blah. Woo, woo, he didn't agree with it, 
And that's all we had to go off of for like a month. Or not even go off of. After they told us that when they finally came back episode before last, that's what we had to go off of. And I ain't going to lie. I like I had been on that whole okay yeah like Joe Wild as hell like you can't tell him you can't tell Maude that the pod ain't none of his business blah 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 woo, woo. now because I watched the whole shit today like listened to it and watched it I understand Joe's beef you come you come to the pod whenever you want to you don't really participate in it you don't um like like you don't take it as seriously as the other people that's putting the shit into it or whatever. Rory just been around since 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 the pod. Like it ain't like he got no long standing relationship like him and Maul or Corey or even Ian shit. Like you you just in it to see what you can get out of it. Like I understand that oh, mentality. Oh, uh, yeah. Rory, the, 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 the shorter white guy with the red hair or whatever. Like, oh, no. <laughs> the way Joe was talking early, it's like, I don't, I don't blame dude for acting like that because Joe made it seem like it was just about him. Like, yeah. after, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, like three of them, right? Yeah. Joe, but yeah, but see, Roy, yeah, and, and, Miles. Miles. Yeah. And, and, but see, and that's the thing, though. He, when he break it down from a business perspective, it makes sense. It sounds like some asshole shit, but it's not. Like, if, if I'm the platform and you're coming to me to, I guess, do business or you, I'm coming to you to do business, they're not, like, i never forget. A woman walks in, in, in mm-hmm. woman walks in Jimmy Jazz. I'm in there. I think I'm folding shirts or something like that. I'm that and I'm on the register. She is like one of the huge motherfuckers for like a huge mall in Illinois mm-hmm. something like that so she was like here take my card and give it to the store manager or or the DM whenever they're here because I want to see about getting this store in that mall she could have talked to me about it because believe it or not I knew all the shit about like the, the financing and the workers of Jimmy Jazz all that shit because I, cause I was in like with one of the creators because Jimmy Jazz is branched out of New York it's a New York fashion based store mm-hmm. actually we sell that because I got a lot of heritage clothes in my closet. Like, like that's that's a New York brand. Mm-hmm. Like, hey. I could have gave her all that. The reason this is the reason this story is important is because she ain't um, even on the job. No, nah, like she she had no reason to talk to me because I don't have any creative control over mm-hmm. if we could launch another store. In there, like if if we had the finances to make that work, if we had the manpower to employ, blah 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 blah. Just like with Joe Button, Joe Button is the person that has the contract with all the platforms and everything like that. It's not Joe Button, Rory and Ma, like it says on the on the pot. He he brought it up. He's like, yeah, that was an actual fight, like between the three of us. And I, I basically he just gave in. But the person whose name on the dotted line, just like the whole NWA shit. And 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 Easy E and Jerry and all them Jerry Heller and all them motherfuckers Damn. like Easy had the contract with with Jerry and NWA basically they got their shit down the line or basically was signed to Easy and like it it was cut differently and it's like okay I get it there's two ways to look at that from Joe's perspective and theirs like okay I feel like I'm an intricate part of the company 
even though the company was set before me, I should have some creative say-so and know what's going on financially. The thing is, in order for us to do business, the 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 platforms only are only going to do business with the person whose name is on the dotted line. So to me, the simple fix is you make them partners and you have everybody sign on the dotted line. But you don't want no be no partner. Like, and, and that's what it is. It's like he's not trying to give up no creative control. Like, yeah. And the which crazy I, thing is, he mentioned that too. He's like, in the beginning though, they asked and he told them no. Yeah. Like, and I would love for that. Yeah, and they stuck around. I guess if he, if you asked that like three, four years ago, and they still stuck around, can't really be. Oh, and that's the thing. Like you can't be mad at that point because yeah. you knew what you signed up for. Yeah. And it's like, did Joe really do bad business? No. Nah. Could he have done it better? Yeah. But that ain't my beef though. My beef is the fact that you portrayed them to be your boys. Yeah. On camera yeah. for for six years. I don't give a fuck what the issues was. I like the 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 four of us could fall out to the cows come home because we had a relationship before mics and and platforms and audiences ever came into it. I'm never gonna air our dirty laundry. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Shit, I told you, me and Dimitri bumped heads like a motherfucker for for the first two years of of the School and Dronesy show mm-hmm. about. Saying certain shit on, mm-hmm. on on the air and not doing this and timing and cancellations and all that, but me and Dimitri go back to high school. Like mm-hmm. it's it's never about like no money mm-hmm. or no shit like that. Like I don't give a fuck how much we was making off of um, and I never asked him about it neither because like being yeah. in the power wasn't about that for me. It wasn't about getting paid. Like it was, it's just shit that I like to do. Mm-hmm. Like I ain't asking how much we making off a of goddamn anchor or whatever shit like that. Yeah, like to know that's cool. I ain't losing no sleep about this shit, like, yeah. because that wasn't my focus. Like, but I get it. Like, yeah, you, you become literally the number one pod in the world, mm-hmm. which Joe Button did. Like, like you got to give him his credit. Like, but again, it wasn't just you. Yeah. Like, you became that number one pod with the help of what you call it, Roy and co- It was a collective effort. Yeah, just yeah. like that episode of um the. The episode leading up to the season finale, the final season finale of A Different World, when Dwayne pitching the shit to Konnichiwa and Ron come up with the whole baseball or sports theme for the math video get computer game and shit, and Ron feel entitled because like you don't have that game or you you like you don't have that whole math design without me coming up with the, pitching you the game and. Dwayne just so fixated on on the on on the numbers and whose name is on the dotted line. Like you missing the forest for the trees. Mm-hmm. You don't get here without without Ron. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, so what? You might have carried me a whole college career. Blah 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 blah. I was influential in your most like important goal in life. Mm-hmm. So it's like like I, f- I feel like we do get too fixated as people on. The black and white, like the area of shady gray, is extremely important. Just like the the binary, the, the zeros and ones are. Like it's mm-hmm. like that was it was just distasteful to me. Like it was, and I don't think I don't give a fuck what he, what Joe does in business after this because the Ice and Ish podcast is dope. I'm I told you I'm subscribed to Patreon. Like I'm you'll love it. What's dope? Um, he got a new pod with Ice and Ish on, on Patreon. What I was telling oh. you, uh, Joe. Basically, same, same format. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Two real friends. 
Um, and it's dope. Like it's they they filled in for for Rory and Maul um, on their hiatus, and they developed a, a fan base, and it grew. The the pod itself grew and matured some, and now they're on Patreon. Oh, ice and this. Yeah, with, with Joe. Like, and they said like. Just like the old podcast, like we'll name this podcast later. Like, like they have real adult topics, same music, takes all that other shit. Is like it was. I don't know how to put it. It was just talk about music, man. I, I just found the the best female artist. Who? Uh, uh, East Chicago, Gary Ari. What's her name? Her name Cocaine. Okay. Kanisha White, you heard of Kanisha White? I don't know that name sound for me. For me, for me. Okay. Well, my phone went dead. I look up. I'm about to look her up right now. I feel like we do this every every part. We gotta find a new local artist that we like. Cocaine with a K. Cocaine. Oh, she a capital. <laughs> <laughs> now you mad? Now you mad? <laughs> I appreciate I'm mad, I'm mad it. Through, uh, <laughs> man, Jesus, weird. Got a unique. Out of, out, of, out of the harbor? Yeah, 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 yeah. So how, how what are it's K-O-K. Oh, it's K-O-K. Yeah. It's in my child left behind program. I-I-N-E. Okay. Cocaine. Anyway, okay, cocaine. Yeah. Grew up in Gary, Indiana. Moved to East Chicago, Indiana. I ain't friends with her, so she can't know. I seen her out here like that. I seen it a couple different spots before. I ain't seen it perform another, but I just I seen the face, you know, so I seen her around about. Um, you know, she she got the got the lesbian vibe, you know, the dyke vibe going. Mm. So I don't think you get, can say that. I don't think you can say it either, but we gonna find <laughs> out. <laughs> we gonna find out. They gonna flag us. Like, <laughs> well, I can't say which word. I can't say. I don't know. I, I mean, I I don't know. I, I'm I'm just joking. These these jokes. Uh, Gotta yeah. get these jokes off. She got the vibe going, you know, some like uh young MA do it, you know what I'm saying? So hey. Hey, young MA. Oh she a stud? She got the stud vibes? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh there. This is one of the joints I like it right here. Yeah, yeah, we play y'all stuff on here, man. That's for y'all can. I'm gonna play the first two minutes. I need you to send me that track. And once my phone, uh, once I track my phone, I'm, I'm saving that to the library. Yeah, send it to the group chat. She's got to kill that shit. She sound, she sound, she sound good. Yeah, I was okay. feeling that. I was like, hurry. Pause. But yeah, that's weird. Because I, I could hear G. Scott on the feature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she dope, though. No, you yeah. Said, like, no, that shit sound high That sound fuck. good. Can't deny it, man. 
That's what they say, man. The 209 got a lot of talent, man. When it comes to this music. Man. Is it's, it's, how you come across her? Through, through T.U. Nick. Like, I was listening to a T.U. Nick song. Like, I was, I was on the quest. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Quest to find somebody to sing this hook. Then I came across T.U. Nick. Had this one joint. Uh, somebody had died. Some probably from like the harbor had died or something, like the funeral. But uh, they got a song called Dead Roses. Oh, yeah. You heard that song? Yeah. Um, I've been on the roof for a while. Somebody plug me. Put me on. Yeah, a song called Dead Roses. And I was like, okay. okay. I was feeling the hook. So, uh, this is the hook right out of Dead Roses. They got this out of video, too. Yeah, MJ Visuals, shout out to MJ Visuals. Hey, that shit on TNT. They say us thugs and folks to cry. Let me turn that bit on you. They say thugs don't cry. Have you ever felt that difference like a bird? Have you ever put your homies on the shirt? A different pain, man, I swear that shit hurt, yeah. trying to find new artists in the area, man, but it seemed like, you know what I'm saying, she, she, her style is something different than um, normal, man. A lot of people just want to stick to the drill. Marcus mentioned last time that I listen to drill music. I like trap music and all that, but sometimes I'll be like, God damn, nah, nigga, shut I, up. Nah. <laughs> Rap about something yeah, different. Nah, I, love, I love trap music, but even in trap music, the story wasn't always the same. Drill music, it seemed like they telling the same fucking story. Like, like, fam, like, don't nobody want to hear a thousand gunshots and, and gun ad libs throughout the song. Like, God damn, my nigga, chill, relax. Like, you don't, ain't no cause for all of that. You gotta be a certain, like, vibe, man, like, too many. Too many people sound the same. Then I get people who want to rap like Herb. Like, I like Herb. You know, her rap off beat it sometimes. Well, it should be shit sounding annoying as it fuck. should be sounding good and it'd be like he can he care. can tell a story, I but heard. Shit. one last song from sure the last one was DJ Izzy. She called us deeper. But I guess she must be using the strap Oh on. man. Whoa! <laughs> I told you you fucking the goat. Come here, baby, come out the boat. She told me she liked to be choked. I wanna go deep, but yeah. 
off on the best of the flow. Come here, baby girl, touch your toes. So deep that I'm touching her soul. I wanna go deeper. So I'ma go deeper. I wanna go deeper. Okay. I told you, you fucking the goat. She like she thought it was a joke. Till I wrap my hands around her neck. You know what? I like her. I like her flow, but I like the production as well. I need to find out who her producer is. Because, because like she got some dope ass beats. Yeah. Like like them beats sound real real professional. Like we'll put it like this: those beats sound real expensive. Yeah. 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 She she got she she get her name up there. She got it. You know what I'm saying? The style. You know. Styles what's in. Uh, she talking a little bit more freaky than uh, Young M.A. Young M.A. kind of aggressive with her freaky. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm good on Young M.A. And, and I know she can rap and all that, but it's, slow down. Slow young down. Got some. Slow down, my boy. No, don't good. fight me. Please don't fight me. Because I don't, I don't even want no smoke, man. Hey, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, what's up? What else y'all got, man? Who else you be listening to is? Because uh, got to check out the GK, DJ K Caesar, man. Oh, I was trying to figure out what you was trying to say. He be having what? <laughs> so, he was trying to say something else. He was going to have to box. Uh, um, yeah, check it out, KC's, because I'll be uh, trying to, you know, catch up with the local artists out there. You know what I'm saying? 219. It's so many of them, though. You know what I'm saying? It's so many of them, man. Then you gotta, God MC. Gerald Bailey. You gotta. We do people serious. We do people just doing it for, you know, they self. You know, not, not saying like selfish, but like, um, that's just what they like to do. You know, they don't care about the. Attention or any of that. They just like to make music. Mm. Man. I ain't got nothing else. Y'all got anything else? What's going on in your life, man? No, I've just been working. Trying to figure things out. How long you been in high school? Six years. Graduated in 2015 from Damn, Central. You old. Damn. So after you graduated, what you do? Just been working. Wanted to do some things. Ain't go as planned. Mm-hmm. Got lazy, you know. But planning on getting back into it. What's your passion in life? Uh, so I'm just a cool people's person. You know what I'm saying? I just like helping people and everything. What I really plan on doing, I want to go to barber school. Last time you helped somebody? Today. Yeah, you got some good advice, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know you know, you always, man. Trav stepped in the professor mode right, for real. Right. <laughs> Rather not the questions. No, yeah, <laughs> like on some G-shit. And that, that's one thing I can say about him. Because I remember when we did the toy drive, I didn't hit MJ up. He hit me. And was like, like whatever y'all need, like, however I can help, let me know. And I'll be able, like, I'm down, like, to do whatever. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's dope because, you know, you get people that want to be around just for the for the pictures and the clout or the acclaim that, that they think whatever it is you gonna do gonna bring, like genuine genuine. Uh, MJ is a genuine uh, like 
people person. Like, he mm-hmm. actually just give a damn about helping other motherfuckers grow and and be a part of something like this bigger than him. So it was like, when Ju came to me, it was like, yeah, like, yeah, we, we really need a cameraman. Like, like, like you know, we, we really do need a cameraman. Who do I know that actually just give a fuck about looking out and doing shit? Like, and of course, yeah, like, we, we broke now. That's not the goal for forever, but it's like shit. Like, I don't want somebody around that just want to be here because of the money yeah. and shit like that. Like, yeah, like the money gonna come. Like, I, I want you around because you give a fuck about just being part of shit and putting out a quality product and, and great shit or whatever. So, yeah, he said he was down. Hell yeah, oh, cool. We got a cameraman now. And like I was telling you, like I, I like I told you in the group chat. We just reiterated. Once we close on the crib and shit, I told you the man cave is mine. We gonna turn the man cave into the studio, like mm-hmm. um, buying a new camera and shit that we could leave there just for that or whatever. Like whatever equipment y'all want to leave there, like for the setup and shit, get some new lighting and all that. We have him working the camera. I've had somebody else just like to work the lighting and shit. And again, cause you you get x a percent, x amount percent out of whatever you put into it. So if you put thirty percent. 37% or something, you're going to get 37% out. If you give it 110%, you're going to get that out of it. It's like, as long as you ain't got, like, no lackadaisical mindset towards whatever, you straight. Like, and I like, I like the vision of the pod, and I like what we're trying to take it and the shit that we're trying to do and everything like that. So I feel like as long as we're bringing people along and incorporating people that not just want to help the vision but got a vision of their own mm-hmm. because it's, it's always going to be bigger than us. And shit, like, I feel like we're going in a, a great direction and shit. Yeah, the listeners growing up, more people fucking with it. We still gotta get uh, Gerald on here, gotta get oh, yeah. Will on here, gotta get Biz yeah, on yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, Will said he, like, you know Will had, like, some real urgent personal shit happen yeah, that he sure. had to take care of or whatever. And I told him, like, it's, it's all good. Like, we definitely try to get you on uh, next week. And shit, uh, but yeah, we got we got a long we got a long list of people that that been trying to get on the pod and shit. So and shout out to uh, Travis Francis Tahoe. Uh, he uh, you know he always promoting us on yeah. on the gram and on Facebook. T A Enterprises uh, yeah. Facebook and IG. So, you know. Oh, and be on the lookout. We got some you got some good things coming down the pipe um, over the next month and a half. And shit, so yeah, be on the lookout for that. I don't want to get into specifics just yet because we gotta go back to the to the to the table to discuss that. But yeah, once we get that, and again, everybody here on this pod today is also members of the TA Enterprises, so in, in some form of affiliation. So yeah, like it's again being a part of something that's bigger than yourself mm-hmm. from a conglomerate standpoint. Like that's like that's dope. Because we each bring our own individual shit to the table, whether it's, again, like I said, your music background and teaching, your videography, finance, communications, and the pod, and, like, you getting incorporated in all of that, like, and then what Trav do and what other people do, mm-hmm. and then just making all of that bigger. As well as making, you know, making the, the overall goal bigger and then making our, our own personal entities bigger in the process like like that's like that's dope to me like mm-hmm. like to me solely speaking for myself that's the biggest currency 
Like, like that, that's the that's the shit that gets me out of bed. Because I've been poor. I, I could be poor for the rest of my life, even though I'm not no more. Like, I don't give a fuck about no money. Like, when we together and we building shit, and we look back on the pictures and the laughter and the, yeah, we did some dope ass shit. Like, that's, that's dope to me. Mm-hmm. Like, like, that's, that's really, really dope. And, oh, yeah. Why are you shouting, motherfucker? Shout out to Dollars. Dollars got some great shit. Dan Dollars got some great shit coming down the pipe. Shout out to the Scorn. Pandemic. Yeah. Shout out to the Pandemic. Uh, Dink. Fucking uh, uh, 30 Brown, Boy. 30 D.D. Boy. Brown. All of them. Yeah. Uh, fucking e- Emmanuel, uh, damn, what the Electric Manny, my nigga from Maryville, G. Scott, of course, all that. T. Clark, T. Clark, that's my guy right there. Play, play a sticky, play a sticky five thousand. <laughs> <clears throat> Got anything that is? Nope. Let's go deeper. <laughs> he is about his favorite new artist now. Right. <laughs> you ready? All right, man. Uh, thank y'all for tuning in, man. Y'all stay blessed. Peace. We out.